Hello, my name is Flick Beckett and welcome to the Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast proudly sponsored by Kia, the champion of independent cinema nationwide. On today's show, we are discussing The Lost King, directed by Stephen Frears and written by Steve Coogan and Jeff Pope, who also co-wrote Philomena. We caught up with Steve and executive producer Philippa Langley, whose incredible real-life experience finding the grave of Richard III is the film's subject. I know you're some sort of apparition. I've been trying to work out why you're here. I wonder if it's because you're lost. I know I can find him. Who? Richard. Richard who? Sorry, uh, the third. The king? Yes. Hi, Steve and Philippa. Welcome to the Picture House podcast. So, Philippa, this has been such a long, extraordinary and deeply personal journey for you. It must have been hard to let someone else write this film, i.e. Steve and Jeff. How was that for you? And and what new perspective did it bring for you? Yeah, it was because when, you know, I met Steve and he he said, look, would really like to do this. That's a big moment because you think, okay, if you say yes to this, you're on a, you're on this tram line and it's on the way. But I think what gave me a lot of comfort was the research that both him and Jeff had done in terms of this, because I'd written two books, so they'd read my two books, but they would always say, you know, we want to see original materials and on a number of occasions, we want eyewitness testimony and things like that. So that everything we decide to put in the script and on the screen, is is supported so that gave me a lot of comfort because I thought they're very serious about this and they want to make it as as real and authentic as they possibly can without it being a documentary clearly and you know they came up to Edinburgh and met me stayed for for a week and met John met the boys so they got a real sense of who we were as a family and I and I think who I was and the journey I was on so that really helped. It helped me, you know, have the comfort that I needed to do it. And the trust. Yeah, because yeah. Steve, I've read a lot about um, your, yours and Jeff's unique way of working together. I wonder if you could give us an insight into what it is that's so special about how you do things and what it was about Philippa's story that really resonated with you both. Well, Jeff and I, when we worked together, we were quite robust. Uh, Jeff's background is in... Uh, journalism you know he wrote for a local paper I left school I think at 16 and just got stuck in there I am not university educated I went to a polytechnic which sounds like some sort of artificial plastic that you <laughs> coat things with but um we so we have a very kind of meat and potatoes approach we're populists Jeff and I we want to entertain people but we don't see that entertainment means you can't make people think about stuff or tell them something perhaps they didn't know that they needed to know or wanted to know you know that sort of a sweet spot of you know what those Rethian values to entertain educate and inform you know we want to do all those things but uh, principally amongst them is, is entertain and um uh, so, so Jeff and I, you know, we, we knock ideas about in a very, we'd like to be in the room together and real hammer things out. And unceremoniously, we're quite rude with each other when we d- disagree with each other, but it means it gets resolved very quickly. Um, there's no pussyfooting around. And so we're, we're, we enjoy that. And, and we, what attracted us to uh, Philippa's story was, for, principally, I think, was that 
Philippa's story was really important and unheard. That That's the crucial part of it. I would tell people I was writing a story about the woman who found Richard III, and they would say, oh, I didn't know a woman found it. I thought it was Leicester University. And I said, well, thereby hangs a tale, and uh, a tale we want to tell. So we, we, we went at it hammer and tongs because we... Uh, we felt like we were on a on a mission to write to to, to write a boat that had been uh, uh, listing the wrong way um, because of an account of the story that we believe and I believe is not the full story by a long a long way. So um, so that and that that's that that's what you know motivates us to tell a story a sort of sense of justice and a story that's extraordinary in and of itself and the, and having someone who is you know, about this this legendary lost king and someone who is made of uh, flesh and blood, the, the, the king, and someone who's very much alive and made of flesh and blood sitting next to me. So, yeah, lots of reasons. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. And tell me, did you have Sally Hawkins in mind? Because she literally is the perfect person to play the invisible woman, if you will. She imbues her characters with such a fierce dignity. Can you tell me about casting Sally? Was she who you had when you were writing it? Uh, we didn't specifically have anyone in mind, but when Sally came, someone raised the idea of Sally as a potential Philippa. We thought we gravitated towards that straight away because Philippa, uh, as in the way Sally plays her, has a, a strength and a determination coupled with a, a vulnerability. And Sally, I think, captured that perfectly that uh that that uh, and, and as an actor sally is able to take her own real life vulnerability and almost weaponize that if you like in her performance so to me she felt uh, just right. i mean sally's a very versatile actor but she, she but there are there's a venn diagram when when sally where sally hawkins overlaps with philippa langley <laughs> philippa how did you feel about sally playing you yeah, I was bowled over when they said, look, we think we'd like Sally because, you know, we've all seen her work. We've all seen the back catalogue of what, what she can do because I'd read the script. You know, Steve and Jeff was, were sharing, you know, all the drafts of the script with me. And I knew you needed someone very particular to be able to to really do what Steve said, the vulnerability, the fragility, but also the little bit of inner steel as well. And so I thought, yeah, uh, I for sure. Sally Hawkins. Yeah. How did John feel about Steve playing him? <laughs> Do you know, he he was actually thrilled because I'm he sure. loved Steve a lot. And they are quite similar, um, you know, in, in many ways. And and how Steve portrays John in the film is it's spot on because I asked the big test was my boys, you know, Max and Rafe, because for the first time we saw the cut of the film. And I said, okay, you know, what do you think, you know? And and because I said in terms of that's, you know, Steve and dad, and they went, no, he's nailed it. <laughs> oh, 
Last word from you, Steve, on how you were drawn to play John. Well, I, I hadn't decided what I was going to do in it, and I thought, well, I think I can, I think I can do uh, John because John is, John's a, John is a decent man, and John, you know, certainly, you know, sometimes you see the long-suffering wife in in lots of stories. That's the sort of the, the cliche, isn't it? And this is quite interesting because it's sort of John was in some ways the long-suffering husband who slowly came round to Philippa's way of thinking, which is pretty much what what happened, and. You know, I spent some time with John and talked to him and uh, he was affable and just, uh, you know, easy to like. And I normally play unpleasant people and it was just a nice change to play a nice man. <laughs> it was nice to see. Oh, congratulations, both of you, on this wonderful film. I so enjoyed it. So really good luck with thanks, it. Thanks a lot. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.